There are a million ways to make money in the food service industry. You just have to find one. On the Titans of Food Service podcast, I interview real life movers and shakers in the food game who cut through all the noise to get to the top. My name is Nick Portillo and welcome to the Titans of Food Service podcast. Let's jump right into it. Welcome back to another episode of the Titans of Food Service podcast. I'm your host, Nick Portillo. (laughs) Nick, your voice changed a lot. Well, you know, you know how that goes. Just kidding. We have a host takeover today. Do you want me to welcome you? Yeah. Okay. 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 Host takeover. Today, I have a special guest. And before I tell you who she is... It's been such a cool journey on this Titans of Food Service. This is the, I just finished 52 episodes Mm -hmm. in 52 weeks. So I finished my first year of podcast, Mm -hmm. which is kind of crazy to think, thinking back just a year ago. And so this episode is what I like to think of as season two, episode (laughs) one. And what better way to kick off season two, episode one, than inviting my wife, Carly, to do a host takeover. To start off on a good footing for season two, I'm really excited. I'm I'm shocked that I made it this far. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm not, shocked. not shocked at yeah, all. No, we can discuss that later. Yeah, we can. It's true. <laughs> it's true. That's bad. Actually, can we can we say that we're co-hosting? I like that co-hosting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's more more casual, more easy. Because mm-hmm. if you say it's host takeover, I didn't prepare anything. <laughs> well, uh, remember I sent you that long-winded email. Things to prepare. I must have missed it. Yeah. Well, just kidding. There was no email. <laughs> We've just been talking about doing this for a while. And a little background on her is... Ooh, I get an intro. You do. Well, okay. Well, we had the intro to start the episode, but okay. also she is a marriage and family therapist mm-hmm. and has her own uh, private practice. And I always... One, I call her my spicy bride because she, she keeps it real with me. <laughs> and two... I like to think of her as my secret weapon. Mm-hmm. And that is, no matter what happened in my day, good, bad, or ugly, I can always share the the deeper things. You know, I think a lot of times when couples come home or think about when your kids come home, because I used to do this all the time with my parents. Well, how's your day at school? Oh, it was good. How was sports? Oh, it was good. How are your friends? They're good. Mm-hmm. And I think it's easy to do that in, in relationships, whether it's boyfriend, girlfriend, or husband, wife, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we we get past the good, good, good and dive a little deeper into w- not just the what, but more of the why. How do we feel? What are yeah, the emotions? Good is never a good answer to me. Or fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like, I hate when it's like, how are you feeling? Good. Well, good's not a feeling. True. What's the feeling? Yeah. You know? Yeah. You got to dig a level deeper to that. Yeah. 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 Can we just... I have to acknowledge, though, the elephant in the room. Yeah. That this is our second time (laughs) having this conversation. Yeah. Because we had a technical difficulty first round. Never been done before, by the way. Yeah. It's the nerves. It's nerves. Is that what it is? The nerves? Yeah. Yeah. You can literally shake it off. Just like flick it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Shake it off. But make sure you didn't accidentally hit the mute button on your mic. In 52 episodes, I have never made that mistake. I, I've i never had to call somebody back and say, I'm so sorry. You spent 30 to 45 minutes of your time and I got nothing to show for mm-hmm. it. Now I'm knocking on wood. Just mm-hmm. did that. I don't know if you guys can hear that. Because, gosh, that'd be so embarrassing. Well, I'm glad it happened with me. Also, it's not embarrassing. It's just human. Like, you know? I have had an episode where my audio was turned off, so it didn't record it. Mm. And our team was editing the the video on the audio, and they're like, Nick, you didn't say anything. <laughs> like, oh, no. So what I had to do was I had the episode playing through my phone, and uh-huh. then I was recording through my computer. Uh-huh. And as the person would speak, I would just fill in because there would be pauses mm-hmm. where I was speaking originally or should have been. And so I was just filling in those holes. It was very unnatural and very weird, but I got it done. And everybody go back and listen and try to figure out what episode he had to splice together. I don't think it's possible to find it. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. It, it came out so good. I, yeah. 
one of my very early episodes on too, my internet connection was horrendous. Yeah. In our 45-minute conversation, I heard about three minutes in combined. Wow. It was wild. Mm -hmm. But I was like, this is my one of my very first ones. I was so nervous. Like, mm -hmm. I got to just roll with it. Mm -hmm. And it turned out great. They're like, oh my God. When the, when the, you're like you're such a good listener. You're like, well, I only got three minutes. Well, they said yes, such great questions. I'm like, because <laughs> I had no That's idea what you're talking disclosure, about. Disclosure, by the way. Yeah, I can't. It's I, a big disclosure. Like, if you know, yeah, you've got a lot of good content going up on social media, whatever. Yeah. I know you clip little parts of you know these episodes. Yeah, I feel like what you just said would be a good little clip because you're disclosing something that happened on a past episode that no one knew about True. until right now. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, I've never shared that. But mm -hmm. now I have. Now all your guests, if any of them listen still like to the episodes, mm -hmm. they're going to be like, I wonder if it was me. Mm -hmm. We've had so many. So we, mm -hmm. I typically do the recordings here at home. We have a, a spare bedroom that we set up as an office slash mm -hmm. recording studio. Mm -hmm. Slash storage. Slash storage. <laughs> And the internet in that room just totally sucks. I know, it defeats the whole purpose of having an office. Oh, an it, office with no internet is just a room. I, the amount of times I've had a call back or a cable company say, mm -hmm. the internet here is terrible. And mm -hmm. eventually I've maxed out the quality. It's like ultra, ultra, ultra fast speed wireless internet. And it's still not good. Mm -hmm. It's still patchy. And it's just in that one room. And I don't yeah. know why. It's not like we're living in this gigantic place where it's so far away. No, it's like right. 10 feet away. Yeah. Oh, so annoying. Yeah. So what you're saying is that you've had a lot of barriers that you've had to push through over the 52 episodes. <laughs> I remember, why are you laughing? Because I remember there was one episode that <laughs> came out when I was done. And I was, I, I was so frustrated. I told you, I was like, I just want to be able to do one freaking episode and not have a technical difficulty yeah. or whatever it may be. Yeah. That's just the internet. And mm -hmm. I use the, the site that I use as Squadcast to record everything. And it requires a, a lot of bandwidth through your wireless, mm -hmm. through your Wi-Fi. And, you know, you just roll with the punches. Mm -hmm. Well, hopefully we got our one technical difficulty out of the way. It's done. We're still recording. We are still you haven't clicked mute on accident. And everyone still okay. hear us out there. I'm good, I'm I good. think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're like seven minutes in, and I, I'm curious if anyone is still listening. I have a confession to make. Go ahead. So you've done 52 episodes. Uh oh. Guess how many I have listened to? Zero. No. One. Close. Three. I think it was like one and a half. But here's the thing. I have a thing too. You go first. You show me your. You tell me your thing first. Mm, okay. I listened to the very first episode that you recorded. I don't yeah. know if it was the first one that got released. Okay. But it was the first one. I think it maybe was the first one. It was the one that you were on your own. Yeah. Solo pod. You yes. Kind of the story of the business. Yes. And I have like a very vivid memory of this. Yeah. Where you said. I think it was already up. No, 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 it wasn't. You just had a recording that you played for me or you said, you know, you sent it to me, whatever. And I listened to it. And do you remember what happened? No. I cried. <laughs> I listened to it, I think, two times. So maybe that counts as two episodes. That's but two I listened episodes. to the same episode twice. But yeah. it was so cool. Yeah. It was like cool to just see you. Like I get teary now just thinking about it. Like this thing that you said you wanted to do. You did it, which mm -hmm. is so your personality always to just, if you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it. But then it was that paired with hearing you talk about your business and how it started mm -hmm. and you kind of got thrust into it. And it was really cool to just hear you reflect on that. So I cried. And then I think I listened to half an episode of you and your dad. When you yeah. And you and your dad, I think. Yeah. I think the half and that's it. And so I'm sorry for that. I have a lot of other podcasts that I listen to though. Well, the well, one, thank you. You're welcome. I, you're right. I, I, my first episode, it was cool. I was, is was able to be as raw as possible. I think I was mm -hmm. definitely, if I were to redo it now, I think it would come off a little better. When hmm. I, Why do you I think the that? reason being is when I first started, because you just, I was more performative. Mm. And you think about like in sales, 
or in your business as a therapist, mm -hmm. you want to just have a conversation with somebody. Totally. That's all it is. And yeah. when you're performative, like it just doesn't come off as well. Totally. And I, granted, I'm just being probably cr critical just because that's how I am mm -hmm. of myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of yourself, not of, of myself, other people. <laughs> not of other people, myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think I was just performative just because I, I hadn't quite eased into it. Mm-hmm. But now I feel much more comfortable in every episode that goes by, it, it becomes a lot easier. I don't, mm -hmm. it doesn't require as much prep or like mentally pumping myself up to like, mm -hmm. you know, not be as nervous. Yeah. Now it's just having a conversation with somebody and it's really mm -hmm. cool. I've met a lot of unique people. Now to go back to my one thing. So oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't see a reason why you would listen to this podcast. <laughs> and, and, no, and here's why. Okay. It sounds hilarious, but, Think about how, how many podcasts are out there. Thousands. Yeah. Thousands. Yeah. Tens of thousands, maybe a hundred thousand. I don't know. Some crazy number. Yeah. And so how do I stand out in, in a sea of thousands of other people talking? Mm -hmm. I do that. It's very hyper-focused on food service. How mm -hmm. many other podcasts are out there talking about food service? I can probably count them on one hand, hmm. how many there are. And so my audience is very, very, it's really the sales and marketing people within food service. Yeah. And so it's it's a very finite amount of people that would listen to this and actually find this content relevant to what they do. That's true. I mean, you are my husband, though. So I feel like I can see both sides. Yeah. But if I'm going to be on the side of kind of validating my reason for not listening, it's like, I get to hang out with you all the time anyway. You don't want to hear me more. And <laughs> no, I just... You know, we get to have different kinds of conversations rather than I like to participate in conversations, hence why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Where, you know, listening to you is one thing, but getting to talk with you is another thing. But can I go back to something you said earlier? Yeah. About yes. like performative. Um, yeah. Like in the beginning of the podcast, feeling that way. Yeah. I feel like what you said very much mirrors my experience of becoming a therapist more so in the beginning. So how long have I been actually seeing clients? Maybe five years, five years. Mm, maybe six, because I did do like my last year of school. You're seeing clients, so maybe six years and then private practice for five. Is that right? Yeah. Five. Yeah. One year on my own, almost four years out of group practice anyway. But my point is in those beginning days, years really, I felt like I had to go into the room and have the perfect thing to say, know exactly like how to respond to something my client was saying to me. And I felt nervous going into every single one. And then I would try to combat that nervousness with prep because that's just so my personality. Like it makes me feel less anxious if I have a plan. But in that kind of situation, having a plan actually does a disservice to you because the whole point of like being a therapist and sitting with your clients is to just be with them in whatever moment they're in and whatever they're bringing in. But if I come up with a plan, but the plan is based on myself and my own feeling, and it's not even connected at all to what they might need. And so some of the best advice I ever got with this issue was actually from my own therapist. I think I was talking to her about it. Like, mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I just, um, I feel so anxious going into these sessions. And she was like, Carly, it sounds like you think, she used like an example. She was like, it sounds like you think that you're like giving a performance like on a stage and it's like this choreographed, you know, whatever. And so you feel this pressure to not mess up, but that is not your role as a therapist. Your role as a therapist is to, just be with your client mm. and you know how to do that. You don't need to do, you don't need to prep anything or do anything in order to be with your client. And so it just like took so much pressure off to just know that like being myself was enough in that. And I didn't have to perform or do anything. In fact, because I think some of my biggest fears would be like, I don't know what to say next or like, I don't know what the right thing to say is or like the treatment or whatever. And like, there is she, another thing that I kind of took away from the conversation with my own therapist was there's so much value in being able to say, 
I'm actually not sure where to go next. And just saying that out loud rather than like, let me look at my piece of paper and see what I wrote down. Like, that's not authentic. If I'm just like, wow, that's like a really big thing you just shared. I'm just sitting with that right now. That's the most authentic thing you can say. Mm-hmm. So it's funny how our professions are so different, but there's a lot of um, similarities too. Yeah, there are. Also too, just having a conversation with somebody mm-hmm. where as a therapist, you're kind of like the host. In a, mm-hmm. Maybe not. Well, let me, let me just explain my thought. Okay, okay. My thought is that you're there to help facilitate a conversation. Mm-hmm. And so staying very present in that conversation, it's, mm-hmm. you know, just for those listening, just imagine having a conversation with some, someone for 45 minutes talking about deep things. Mm-hmm. You have to maintain a high level of concentration and ask follow-up. I feel like that as follow-up questions, I feel when I do the podcast, I have to stay very in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have had times where my mind wanders, but I had to be careful because mm-hmm. I had to be ready for another question or to give some sort of response in some way, or else it just kind of creates this awkward pause. Mm-hmm. Now, awkward pauses on a podcast can always be cut out, I suppose, but I try mm-hmm. to keep it as flowing as possible. Also, another thing that helps me is just being naturally curious. Yes. I think going back to the performative thing is I had set questions that I would ask. Mm-hmm. Now when someone starts talking about what they do in food service, mm-hmm. just follow up that that response with another question. Like mm-hmm. go deeper, deeper and deeper and deeper mm-hmm. and try and, you know, get them to share as much as they're comfortable sharing. I think yeah. that's important. Yeah, well that just reminds me of like when you would prep for the episodes and you would kind of mm-hmm. tell me about the guests that you're gonna have on and we would talk about it just a little bit beforehand. And I I remember on a f- couple occasions, you asked for my help, like, what's a good question to ask or, you know, whatever. And I think sometimes I would just throw out like different ideas mm-hmm. of directions, but there's like infinite questions that you can ask somebody. Infinite. And it really just depends. It's such, this is such a classic therapist thing too. Like if you ask, like anytime when I was in school and you ask a professor, what do you do when this happens? Mm. The answer was always, well, it depends. Mm-hmm. Like that's so classic. Any therapist is, who's listening to this, which is probably just my friends, um, they're all probably laughing because that's just so it. And so I feel like I would give you those answers. You'd be like, well, what are some good questions? Ask this person. I'm like, well, it really just depends on what kind of conversation you're having. Maybe like this kind of question would be good, but maybe not. You kind of have to just follow the lead of that person or just the direction that you guys are going. Um, and I think it comes down to trusting yourself that you, you just without prep or anything, just as a person being a naturally curious person, you will be able to figure it out. Like just trust that you can. And I think you've gotten to that point now. And I know that you recently changed the format of the podcast too, which more conversational. To be more conversational. And can we segue a little? Please. Well, I mean, it's on the same line, but... Or co-hosting. Yeah, yeah. Um, your new format of the podcast was inspired by our conversations that we would have in our life. That's right. Right? Yes, it is. That's true. So maybe you could share a little bit more about the inspiration. Yeah, one thing Carly and I would love to do, especially when we do... Uh, <laughs> Oh no, what are you going to say? <laughs> when we have, when we do pillow talk before going to sleep, and well, that's why it's hilarious, is we'll play different games with one another. And so a lot of the fiery five food service questions, which quick plug, the last five episodes, I think it's like maybe 40, episode 47 to 52, something like that. I started doing the fiery five questions. Mm-hmm. And I took similar questions that we would ask like during pillow talk and, <laughs> and let's do one. Let's do one. Okay, okay. Okay. So we'll, we'll do a rank. So I want you to yeah. rank these five things okay. without knowing what comes next. Okay. So we're going to do a real basic one, one we've done before. Maybe do one we haven't done before. In the spirit of the holidays, let's choose holidays. Holidays? Holidays. So okay. I'm going to give you five holidays. And you have to rank them. I thought you were going to say holiday movies. Ooh, I like that one better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, holiday movies. Because I feel like holidays is like, yes. I don't know. Okay, okay, holiday movies. Okay, movie number one. 
mm-hmm. the holiday. Oh my God. Well, that's just an easy one. Is it? Yeah. Number one. Okay. So we have the holiday is number one. Yeah. The next one is Santa Claus one. Mm. Movie. Classic. It is a good movie. one. We did watch that one recently. We loved it. I'm going to go with four. Oh my. I know. I knew you were going to have a reaction to that. Okay. Yeah. Four. Because I'm just not sure what's coming next. I need to, I need to save space. Elf. Oh, I didn't think you were going to ask that one. Three. Jingle all the way. What is my favorite? Five. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Okay. You... I had that one in my head as, as the last no, one. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. So obviously that has to go in the tooth box. There's only two left. That's a classic movie. I... Okay, maybe unpopular opinion. Maybe I'll do a poll about this later on Instagram, which is a specialty of mine. I just cannot stand that movie. I think I've watched it one time in like a seventh grade class. We had to watch it in class. And I thought it was the worst. And I feel like it's polarizing. Like either you love it or you hate it. But here's the thing. I found a flaw in the top five, fiery five, whatever. Yeah, please. I mean, there. I've known this all along, but like, it's really standing out to me now because you just forced me into ranking that number two when you know that that would have been five for me. So if you know the person that you're playing this with and you obviously know me very well, you at the very end, you get to like throw in, what's the word? Like a zinger that you're forcing me to, you're basically placing the last one for me. Okay. Okay. Hand raised here. Okay. I totally agree with you. I did put in National Lampoons at the end because yeah. I knew it it's, is yeah. your least favorite. <laughs> however, however, and you only had the two spot open. Okay. The people, one, I write down the five things before mm-hmm. the interview. And then two, I don't know the person intimately at all. No, I know, I know. But just with us, it's it's a little rigged. It was rigged. I was holding out the number two spot for either the Grinch, of course. Yeah. Or the Jim Carrey version. Or... Love Actually. I thought maybe you'd yeah. throw in there because you know I'm me. Yeah, you do love Love Actually. But I'm very happy with my number one spot. Yeah, that's holiday. a good one for number one. Anyway, that yeah. game was inspired by mm-hmm. one of our things. We don't always just do that at night. We do. I feel like all the time. We're, we're always playing different games. Yeah. I don't even know if game is like the right word. That makes it sound like we're pulling out a board game. Like yeah. it's like a little, what is it? Like a... A thing to pass the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when we do a Would You Rather. Yeah. Like that's where it started really like years ago, probably like 10 years ago. It's like, would you rather eat a cricket for breakfast or, yes. you, have, you know, that's right. That was the game. worms for dinner or something, you know, yeah. so like gross or whatever. We've done that for a long time, but the ranking is fairly new for us. Yeah. In Spanish, we would say, pasa tiempo. Pass the time? No, uh, like a hobby. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm clearly not taking the Spanish lessons. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, you're welcome for the inspiration. Yeah, I think it's it's brought spicy a nice yeah, spice. That's the spicy is the word of this podcast. Yeah, this episode spicy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's brought a nice change of pace mm-hmm. to a lot of these food service people too. I shouldn't just say food service people. People, people who are in food service. People, excuse me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I feel like just in general, there's different temperaments. Okay. Some people are very serious. Ooh. And some are very jovial. Some are mm-hmm. can come off maybe sad or, mm-hmm. or quiet. Or some are very loud and love to talk. And so an icebreaker, especially in this context, is really great to you know loosen up the person who might be more quiet or get the person who talks a lot, you know, on the right path of where you want them to go. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, it's nice. Like yeah. It. That's another, um, like similarity with our, with not with our line of work, it's with your podcast and yeah. then with my line of work. Cause you're essentially doing in these podcasts, what, like what a therapist does mm-hmm. on a more surface level, but it's like, you're doing like an intake. Yes. Sort of. You're not yeah. doing the other therapy parts that come later, but where you don't know the mindset of the person, you don't know the personality or the mindset of the person that you're about to sit down with for the very first time. Yeah. So another similarity. I also get like this 
like a, a high after finishing an episode mm-hmm. when I'm all said and done because you literally just sit there for 45, 30 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes and just focus on this one person in this conversation. You right. focus more on this conversation than you do in your normal conversations in your life. At least that's how what my experience has been mm-hmm. in this podcast. And when I'm done, it's just like, oh, it feels so good. Mm-hmm. I just overcame that. I just did that. That, that, was, that felt really nice. What do you feel like you're overcoming? I think sometimes life just gets so busy mm. and your mind can be thinking about, I got to do these emails. I got to go make some more sales, mm-hmm. do whatever it is on my daily working in my business. Mm-hmm. And it allows you a moment to just stop. Mm-hmm. All of that. I can't look down and text. Yep. I'm not, I, I, I'm not sending emails. Like mm-hmm. I'm just focused on this one conversation with this person and there's something kind of therapeutic to that. Well, yeah, it's a mindfulness practice. Yes. What you're doing. It's so true. I feel that way a lot of the time too, just in my work day where and I say this a lot like just when I'm talking to you, how different my like day-to-day is than I think other people who do I mean all kinds of jobs, but I just I'm pointing out the difference of I sit with someone for 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. I basically live my day hour to hour because I do 50 minute session and 10 minutes off to just go to the bathroom, eat a snack, do my note real quick, and then bring the next person in. And it is very much like an all day mindfulness practice because I have to be present with that person, which means that I am not thinking about mm-hmm. the other things that are happening in my life. And sometimes that's a really good thing, like a break to get from just life. And then sometimes it's really hard to practice. That's why it's called the mindfulness practice because I'm not perfect at it. No one is. So, you know, even your therapist's mind wanders sometimes in a session. Hate to break it to everybody. Hopefully with time, you kind of like lessen and lessen the amount of time that your mind is wandering, but it's just human and that happens to everybody. But I just feel like it's, I actually, I like that. That's how my day is set up because I feel the exact same way that you do when you get to record these episodes where it's like just a little break from whatever might be going on. I think it also speaks to to our relationship. I, I think around when I tell people that I'm married to a therapist, they're always like, oh, she's probably analyzing you or... That's usually the first. The, the, yeah, trust me, I know. Because yeah. people will say that to my face. <laughs> Either they're scared of me or yes, they're, the they invite me in. They want me to analyze. Yeah. When we're at home or just living our, our normal lives, I feel like we have really good intentional conversations, mm-hmm. which are just nice. I don't know. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have any other thoughts on that. It's just really nice to be able to talk to someone and feel comfortable sharing things. And then Mm -hmm. you being able to respond in a way that makes me divulge a little bit more Mm -hmm. information that I would have probably held within to myself. Information being like a thought or a feel, more of a feeling. Yeah. Kind of digging deeper. Wait, did we already talk about the last night thing on this recording or was this on the previous one? Uh, I, I think, think it's the previous one. Yeah, it's probably the previous. Yes, it was the previous one. Okay, yes. okay, okay. So we're going to, to you, this sounds like you meaning the listener. Yes. This is going to sound like a, a brand new conversation. We've already had this conversation, but you know what? Sorry. Fine, whatever. That just, you know. Oh, it's, I hit I hit pause on my thing. Just kidding. I did. Keep oh going. my God. You see my face? <laughs> yeah, you look mortified. Oh my God. I think last night is a really good example of that. And this is my question for you. I don't even remember if you answered this mm-hmm. last time, but if we got that far, but I'm curious if it ever bothers you that this is the way I am, because I'm not analyzing, by the way, people always think that, oh, you're a therapist or you're analyzing me. And again, either don't do that or please, can you give me some advice on my life? <laughs> like I don't even know you. But anyway, I just want to understand people. Like I I have a different way of conceptualizing people and especially you because I know you so well. And so last night, it was like in the evening and I just felt an energy shift from you. And that's the thing. It's like, you just can't get anything past me because I'm not that I'm constantly analyzing. I think I'm just very 
like attuned to you. And so I could sense that there was something on your mind or I don't know, whatever. Yeah. And so I just asked you about it. Like, are you okay? Maybe there's a different way I could ask me. I also will ask for some feedback here. But like, I think my, what I said was, are you okay? And then your immediate was, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm like, okay. I know you're not fine. Like something's going on. And I knew it was nothing with me. Like I had a, a sense of what it probably could be. It was a Sunday night coming off of a holiday weekend. Of course, anybody is going to be starting to feel, you know, anxiety or dread or whatever about just mm-hmm. going back to work. So, and eventually we got there where you did then open up and you were able to share a little bit more about what was going on and we got to go deeper and deeper. So I guess I have a two, two part question for you. Does that, what's that like for you or does it bother you that like, you know, you can't get anything past me. You can't like hide a feeling necessarily. And then is there a different way that I could, ask you about that if I am sensing some sort of energy shift from you what's the way to like approach you with that I don't know in the best way for you let me answer that in a roundabout way okay why not direct why roundabout roundabout in that let me give a little context and background oh as of color to the conversation is Last night, what I was feeling initially when I came in and you said, mm-hmm. you know, you could sense that something was not right. Yeah. What had happened was yesterday I was out and about and then you had a Friendsgiving here, which looked like a lot of fun. Yeah. Here at house. And so I had just hour, a few hours of, by myself and just kind of being in my thoughts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then I came home and then I said, oh, I'm fine, even though... I, I couldn't quite verbalize what I was feeling yet. Mm-hmm. And he kind of asked me a few times. Mm-hmm. And eventually I went and picked up dinner for us. Shout out Chipotle, which their HQ is right down the street here from us here. We love you, Chipotle. Chipotle. Which <laughs> quick plug for Chipotle. I've been there and the, and the I've seen the CEO eat at the Chipotle that, by our house. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that, that man's got dedication. Like he's mm-hmm. eating what looked like his kid. And that's a good sign that he chose to eat there. I remember looking around to him like this guy's a big deal. Yeah. But that's why only I'm, you would know who the only CEO I would know is and pick him out of a crowd. That's true. Anyway, continue. Continuing. Okay. So I go pick up Chipotle, come mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. And in that in that drive over there, in that 20 minutes, 15 minutes I had, I was able to kind of finally reflect and, and verbalize to you what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. I, I, running a business, yeah, I went to business school, got a degree in business, and but they never teach you you know, kind of the the stress that goes into it, the time, the hours, there's, you assume a lot of risk. Mm-hmm. And with my, the nature of my business being a food service broker here at the end of the year, you've got, there's a lot of transition between your clients. You have ones that come and you have ones that go. And then everybody mm-hmm. in between, you're building a, a sales plan, a marketing plan for the following calendar year. Yeah. And right now it's what, just, almost December, it's end of November. Mm-hmm. And so I was just feeling a lot of that. So it was kind of nice. I feel like the way you go about it, you just subtly just stay on top of it. And yeah. I, I can finally say like, I'll give you a little bit. And then from there, we'll, it'll grow and grow and grow. Mm-hmm. Talk about how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. Even physically, it, it coming on, I was like so stuffed. I've been drinking a lot of water. Yes. A lot of water, which has a whole nother conversation. And because I've been drinking so much water, I just felt waterlogged. I'm like, I just feel like, I don't feel physically good. I, I mentally and emotionally, I know I got the Sunday scaries getting ready for Monday. Yeah. And so I was just feeling the feels, but you got it on me. Oh my God. I have so many things I could say. I'm just like keeping a mental note of all of them. Remember. Um, Let me ask you this though, on the same topic. Do you feel like, like, so last night, for example, were you already aware of what you were feeling and you just weren't ready yet to share it when I had no. initially asked? Or did you not, you just could set, well, okay, I have like a million questions now. Um, were you aware at all that you even felt anything that was off? So how aware were you? And like, through our conversation, did you discover the f- ways that you were feeling that you hadn't realized yet? 
Or was it more just like you were feeling safer and more willing to just open it up and share it? Something that you already knew. Uh, yeah, I, I think it. I, I think it's the one where I didn't realize it initially, but then as we started to talk, then it came to the forefront. I think my okay. mind was racing from thought to thought to thought to thought beforehand, yeah. Yeah. and then once I started to verbalize it, like it's like, oh, okay, this is. And then at the end, I was like, okay, I was able to unpack all of it, and I feel better, and I feel like I can go to bed and sleep, sleep well, which That's I did. Good. Yeah. No, you're lying to the podcast. Yeah, sure, I did lie just now. Yeah, you said you didn't sleep well. It's okay though. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, well, I, 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 <laughs> yeah, now I'm stuttering. <laughs> I view my sleeping well is did I fall asleep immediately? Interesting. Okay. Yes, that's okay. how I classify good sleep and bad sleep. Because mm-hmm. we've all had those nights where there's something on our mind, and it takes yeah. an hour or two mm-hmm. or three plus hours to fall asleep. And you're like, oh. Yeah, like you're just just brutal. My quality of sleep wasn't great, but I was able to fall asleep immediately, mm-hmm. which that's huge plus. Okay, okay, okay. This is different. Yes, I put it in the good pile just because I was able to fall asleep quickly. Okay, I have another thing that I want to a, a different train of thought is you said you've been drinking a lot of water. Yes. And you felt waterlogged. I think I'm going in a direction that you, I think you, I think I know what direction you think I'm going into, but I'm actually not going into that one. I can read your mind right now. Okay. I think it brings up a, a big thing that we talk about a lot, which I think is kind of can apply to business, but too much of a good thing is not a good thing. Oh, okay. And... I do feel like that is in your nature and in your personality. Yes. And it just reminds me, can I tell a story? (laughs) (laughs) As long as it's not an embarrassing one. No, no, no. It's not embarrassing, but I think it just, it puts on display what I'm saying. Okay. Which is, I remember this was a couple of years ago, and I think you had maybe read a book. You were like in a book reading phase. Are you going back? Yeah, you're going back to 2019, aren't you? Yeah, I think it was 2019. Yeah, and so you read in this book. It was like, it was like 16. I'm making up a number, but 16 good habits to like start your day off on the right foot. Yes, and so, <laughs> and I'm kind of exaggerating with the 16, but also not because I'm. It was a lot of things. And so anyway, most people would read that and go, okay, I'm going to pick out like a couple things that sound good, fit with my lifestyle or my interests or whatever. And instead, you picked up all 16 of those things. And so there was this period of time where we were going to bed super early, which I'm never going to complain about, but right. going to bed super early. Um and then you were waking up super early. You were going outside to get some fresh air. Also a good thing. You were reading 20 minutes of a book. Then you were taking like a hot steam shower or maybe it was like freezing cold. I can't remember. And then this is the part that's like a little embarrassing. <laughs> part of the one of the habits was like right on the shower door, like a word or like an affirmation or something. And again, I'm all for affirmations. But yeah. It was something like you like wrote it in the steam of the shower. And then there were like five other things that you were doing. Too. Yes. And I just remember, and you were so convinced because you'd read this book that you're like, this is a good thing for me. Yeah. But from an outsider's perspective where I wasn't in it with you, I was just observing you. And I'm like, he seems exhausted. He doesn't actually seem present in mm-hmm. all of these things that he's doing. Like, it's like when you're reading a book and you're just reading the words on the page and then, but you're not actually comprehending, but you're, but then you get through 10 pages or whatever it was. And then you just close the book. You're like, yeah, I read 10 pages, but you couldn't tell someone what you actually read. So that's not really reading. And it was just very like, task oriented like let me just check off the boxes of these things and i can't remember how long it lasted but eventually i think you went to the doctor and the doctor just for like a checkup just in general the doctor was like you've got like 
high blood pressure going on and like a lot of other things. And I was like, I don't think you're getting enough sleep because you're waking up at like five or four in the morning to like do all of these morning tasks. Mm-hmm. When I think probably the healthier thing for you to do is to actually just get the rest that your body needs. Mm-hmm. So then eventually, you know, we, we took some of those things off the list, but yeah, it was like in theory, yeah, those are all really great things, but in practice and in reality, it actually wasn't. But you can correct me if I'm wrong. That was my perspective on it. I'm glad it happened because I learned a lot of valuable lessons in that. Lesson number one, do not sacrifice sleep. Mm-hmm. Number one, there's too many like business gurus and success gurus like on social media that say that you should wake up early in the morning. You, know, you think of it like Mark Wahlberg. He wakes yeah. up like four in the morning. Yeah. And it's unless you're going to bed, let's say you're waking up at four and you're going to bed at seven or eight at night, mm-hmm. more power to you. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to bed, at, I think at the time, maybe 10 or 11 and waking up at five or four and getting less than seven hours of sleep, very harmful to your overall health. Mm-hmm. Absolutely do not recommend. I will never do it again. Yeah. Now I, it, sleep is so important to me. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I kind of got caught up in that. I'm like, if I wake up early, I've got so many more hours in the day. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much yeah. negative. For, as, as a culture, as Americans, we sacrifice sleep to, for success. You know, yeah. that's like a thing that people say. Like, well, it's like hustle culture. It's hustle culture. And yeah. You can wake up at two in the morning, but if you're not, if, you better be in bed by like four in the afternoon, right? five in the afternoon, right. then no problem. Like absolutely do it. Seven, mm-hmm. eight hours of sleep. But if you're not, it's, it, it just doesn't work. And in those mm-hmm. moments, I started to feel, yeah, lethargic. I felt sad. I felt mm-hmm. kind of down. Every day I felt um, maybe a little depressed in that. I think I only did it for like three or four weeks. And mm-hmm. I just kind of felt down. I'm like, what is this? My health got a little wacky. I just wasn't sleeping. And I was trying to do all the things which I thought were a benefit to my overall well-being. I think at the time, too, I'd lost um, quite a significant amount of clients, big clients. Like I lost four that year. I think I was just feeling the effects of that. I'm like, I got to change it up. Mm-hmm. And it did the opposite for me. It made it worse. Yeah. So valuable lesson learned. For sure. I learned a lot about myself through that time. Yeah. Let's go with it. And then that was a whole other can of worms. I needed COVID though. N- not the disease part, but the... Oh my God. <laughs> the pause that it gave me. To be able to go through that in food service and mm-hmm. have all of your customers just grind a, ha- a halt. And it allowed me to finally give... I'd been in... I'd, we had started our business five years prior, five years prior to this. Mm-hmm. I finally felt like I'd learned how to become an entrepreneur mm-hmm. at that time. Wow. All this turmoil. And then finally I found some just like reprieve, like a moment of pause, like self-reflection. Mm-hmm. That's self-reflection where I'm like, I feel so much more equipped to do this job now yeah. than I have before. It took five years to get to that moment. Five years in a pandemic. That was towards the end of the pandemic. That was towards felt the that end way. of the pandemic. Yeah. So this was yeah. a year after me waking up super early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> doing all those crazy things, the mm-hmm. affirmations and the reading the books. And mm-hmm. I learned a heck of a lot through doing that for sure. Now what I do, this is a this is a life hack. Okay. And I know you make fun of me for it, but Oh my God. Called out. Called out. Okay, let's see. Cause that might just be your own projection. That's true. Is I listen to a lot of books. Okay, when do I make fun of you for that? Because, and I'm making fun of myself now, because... I guess it was a projection. Was Continue. A projection. Because I I don't, I listen to all my books. I don't catch everything that they're saying. Oh, oh, oh. But the, here's the life hack. Okay. Is every night I do the dishes. And yeah. I'm very adamant about putting our whole home back to like like a what we call the baseline. Yeah. And so I take the time to do that. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it might take me 30 minutes. Sometimes it makes 45 or 60 minutes to do that. Mm-hmm. And so it's just spare time of me being there anyway. So I just listen to books. Yeah. And so when I listen to them, you always make fun of me. This is the part where you make fun of me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I probably in reality, how much, what percentage, if 100% is the max I gained, I, I listen to every single word and I gained, gathered it all, I probably pick up maybe like 20%. 
Wait, you're only taking in 20% of what the book is? 20%. And I'm filtering in my head <laughs> as I'm listening along. I know, that's crazy. I'm listening in my head and I listen to it on a faster pace. I, I'm looking for the nuggets. And so let's say I'm just, if I'm just listening for 30 to 45, 60 minutes, if I can just pick up one nugget a day, and if I do that for 200 days a year, that's 200 new ideas or thoughts that I didn't have originally. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I look for is just like a nugget. I'm like, oh, that's really good. That can help me in my business or help me personally or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the nugget has to be actionable. We, we, we hear so much great advice out there. You have to actually make it put it in action. Please, I want to hear your thoughts on that. <laughs> you got a lot. Well, I just sort of feel like it ties back into like the performative kind of like and very task-oriented way of doing mm -hmm. things where and I it's not that I make fun of you for listening to books. No. It's I the part that you didn't mention is that I think that maybe this was last year you're like guess how many books I read this year and you're like 150 or something crazy. And I'm like, okay, but you didn't though, because if you're only taking in 20% of each book, you have to factor that in. Yeah. But my point is you were so proud of yourself for having read 150 books. I'm making that number up, but it was a lot yeah. where, why can't you just, and I, and I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but are you the kind of person that listens to it like three times speed? Like it's barely even English at that point. It's like, like you can't even hear it. It's it's one point two five speed. So I think okay, it's that's not that bad. It's more of conversation speed okay. as opposed to reading speed. Okay, okay. So I was wrong on that because that's fine. Yeah. But I just feel like it's kind of task oriented. Like the whole point of reading a book or listening to a book, entertainment or learning or whatever kind of book it is, but you're not allowing yourself to be open to all of the nuggets that could potentially be there. Sure, maybe you take one nugget per book or whatever you just said, but yeah. what if there's a lot of other nuggets that you're missing? Yeah. Because you're just focused on getting through it rather than focused on being in it, whatever mm. it might have to offer you. But is that, okay, so because you're not listening to it super fast, it's 1.25. Mm -hmm. So... Is it that your mind is wandering as you're listening to it and that's why you're not... Yeah, because I'm multitasking. I'm cleaning the dishes. I'm putting the house back. Like I'm... But that's kind of a mindless task. It, it's mindless, but but try it. Like you, you'll find that... No, I that, do it. No, I mean, and listen to a book at the same time. Well, I listen to podcasts and oh, I yes. watch podcasts like on YouTube Yeah. as I'm cooking or whatever. Sometimes like, okay, if I'm making dinner and I have to like read a recipe, then my brain is on the recipe and I've stopped listening to the podcast. Yeah. But if I'm just doing dishes, I'm not having to calculate anything. I'm just, it's mindless. So I, I think I could give you a summation of what I listened to. Okay. Or maybe I could pick out one or two things. But like, if you were to ask me, you know, for the, or like a test and I were in school mm -hmm. and there's specific things in there, I probably wouldn't be able to pick those things out. I could tell you, oh, they talked about the benefits of sleep. Yeah. And that you shouldn't, you should get seven, eight hours. Mm -hmm. But what they didn't say is the effects of, you know, yeah, alcohol and drugs against sleep and mm -hmm. uh, what type of sleep you need and like getting into those nitty gritty details, those things I will miss over. So are you saying that the books you're reading, like 80% of it is just unnecessary fluff? There's a lot of unnecessary fluff. Okay, then maybe you're reading the wrong kind of books. No, I, I, I've, I've listened to, you know, tons and tons of, I listen to a lot of mostly business books. Yeah. But they just add in a lot of fluff. The, the ones okay. that, that have a lot of good quality content, I typically will listen to them twice. Okay. Because I catch it all. And so I like listening it, to it back to get, to get, squeeze more juice out of it. Okay. But a lot of times, especially like in sales books, mm. it's a lot of fluff. Okay. Where there's probably, I could probably read a whole book and maybe just get one one big theme central theme a lot of times too i will skip the very first chapter which is the introduction <laughs> of who the author is it's true mm -hmm. because i just want the just i just want the facts get like, to the point is what you're to saying the to the I'm author. A very result driven person i just get to the point i don't want i don't need to know your background okay and what makes you an expert at this just get to the friggin' point yeah i do there's part of me that gets it and then there's part of me that doesn't 
I'll just be really honest. But the part of me that gets it is like connecting it to when you're cooking a recipe and like there's the five paragraphs before they tell you what ingredients you need. And I'm like, I actually don't care. So I get that part. Yeah. And then there's this other part of me that's like, what are you missing potentially? But maybe it's nothing. But maybe it's something. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I could be missing something. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's a good note to end on this episode. Oh, okay. I could have gone for like five more hours, but... I could go for 10 more hours. I know. With you forever, man. Me too. And this has been really fun. We will need to do this again. I think you should come on more often. I okay. suppose it's just a year. Okay. Well, it's my first invitation that I got, so... Uh, that might be true. Mm-hmm. That's probably true. But yeah, I want you to come on. I think there's so much to be, to discuss too. I feel like we had a, you know, I'm just trying to be raw and real. Yeah. Into, into the microphone here. Mm-hmm. I have to get back to work though. Yeah. There's that part too. There's that part. Okay. Well, just let me know when you want me to come back. You did Happily. great. You did an amazing job as my co-host. Thanks. I don't really know if there was a host. We were kind of not led by anyone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're looking for a quality therapist and you live in Orange County, <laughs> let me know. I got the hookup. <laughs> Thanks for the plug. Yeah. How do, how do people find you? Therapybycarly.com? Yes. That is my website. www.therapybycarly.com. You can send me an email therapybycarly at gmail.com This is not a biased view either. This, she's, she's a superhuman and she's wow. amazing what she does because I get to witness and, and experience it every day of my life. So Thanks, she's, she's awesome. I do specialize in working with food service um, brokers. <laughs> <laughs> not really. I don't. Don't quote me on that. But I have one really, really consistent client sure. that sees me every single day. Yes. Does he have brown hair, brown eyes, and is sitting right in front of you? Yep. That's me. <laughs> okay, you do the sign-off. You got anything fun? Oh, what does the sign-off usually sound like? I typically say thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Oh, okay. Thanks so much for listening to the Titans of Food Service podcast with co-hosts Carly Portillo and Nick Portillo. And we're signing off for the day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>